Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Here we are on a Tuesday night. Yes, yes, it is a Tuesday night. Unfortunately, I couldn't record the episode last night due to the fact that I was going through numerous technical difficulties. And let's just say I was on the verge of actually Hulk smashing the shit out of my computer. But it's like anything. Figured out the problem, try to find the solution, and it took a lot of, you know, bugging to... Basically, I had to uninstall a lot of programs that was making my computer very, very slow and freeze. And let's just say that I got the job done. I got the job done, and that's how it is. So we're on a Tuesday night, yeah, one day after schedule, but it's okay. It is what it is. I am here for you like I always do. And what's fascinating about it is the fact that right after the last episode, like as soon as I finished recording and I wanted to edit it, actually I did edit just a little bit of it, news literally broke that apparently Amber Heard said that she's not going anywhere for Aquaman 2. And then more news just kept on appearing over the weekend about Black Panther 2, about Wonder Woman, and I'm like, Holy shit, I think my theories are getting debunked here. So that's the meat of this episode tonight. Basically, theories getting debunked. So we will focus a little bit on Amber Heard for Aquaman 2. I know, I know, it feels like I'm beating up a dead horse a little bit. But I just wanted to get this off my chest just a tiny, tiny bit. Then we'll go into Black Panther 2, as I said. And then finally, some Wonder Woman. Whether it's going to get postponed. Is it going to be on HBO Max? Is it finally being released? You know, is it now being hopeful with the new vaccine that is now 95% effective? We just don't know. But I have my thoughts on each of them. All of that plus our supervillain quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And my God, do we have a bunch of shoutouts. Some good, and eh, a little bad, and others you might not give a shit. First and foremost, Chris Pratt. News has hit that he is signed on to return for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You got Vin Diesel. You got Zoe Saldana. You got pretty much every member of the cast is going to return for the film. And I can't fucking wait. It makes me wonder who's going to be the villain. I'm sure it's going to be Adam Warlock. I'm, I'm sure I'm like... Maybe 99.999%. Okay, let's face it. I honestly don't know. It could be anybody. We think that it could be when it actually isn't. And what's fascinating about this movie is the fact that James Gunn did say he will not return to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3 unless Dave Bautista is in it. So that tells you the working relationship that those two have. It's pretty strong. It's pretty professional. And obviously, Dave Bautista has been a strong supporter for James Gunn since even back then with that whole Twitter shit that was going on from the cancel culture thing. Yeah, apparently, as you remember, James Gunn wrote something over 10 years ago and Twitter was like, eh, no, not even Twitter. It was Disney, where Disney was like, 
eh, we don't like this, we don't like this. And Dave Bautista is like, oh, oh really? Let me go over there and powerbomb your ass, and I'm not going to return for the movie. And guess what? If he's not going to be in it, I'm not going to be in it. And I'll take everyone with me. You really want to play this chicken game with me? Guess what? We will play this chicken game with you. I've been a WWE wrestler all my fucking life. I'm a nine-time world motherfucking champion. I faced the Undertaker. <laughs> I'll stop. I'm stopping. Now, now I'm heading back to Nostalgia Lane from WWE. That's how much of a big fan I was. Oh, man. But like I said, shout out to every member of the Guardians. And I hope the movie comes. Hopefully it doesn't get postponed. I think it's going to have its release around 22 or 23. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. But it's a movie that I'm looking forward to and I know you are as well. Another shout out we are going to give to Sylvester Stallone. Because apparently, I think, I think he will be voicing King Shark. From James Gunn, the Suicide Squad movie. And I have to say, I I, I think that's going to be funny as shit. And it's going to be very interesting to say the least. Hold on, let, let's see if I can do my uh, Sylvester Stallone impression. King Shark is a shark. King Shark is a shark. Because <laughs> he sounds like he's always mumbling every time. But, you know, Sylvester Stallone, great actor, arguably. And I'm interested to see the movie that much more. What's very interesting is the fact that I had a friend that I was working with and he said that there are so many characters that are just about to die in the Suicide Squad film. And It's like, you know, you can't really judge a book by its cover. I get it. There are too many characters and you really don't know a lot about them. Half of them you don't even recognize unless you're a hardcore you know, Suicide Squad comic book fan. That's the only exception, but I'm not going to judge anything yet. I'm going to wait until the film comes out, and then I'll give my reasoning in terms of why I liked it, why I didn't, you know, whichever the case may be. But I am a supporter of James Gunn, so we'll see what happens with that. Final shout-out to Gina Carano. You remember her, the big, thick-looking chick, the strong, bodybuild chick from Deadpool. The one that was kicking the shit out of Colossus for a while. You know, Gina Carano, former MMA fighter. One of the pioneers of women's MMA in conjunction. In, if that's even the right word to use at this time. Pretty much everywhere. And she had some headlines where she's not only in The Mandalorian. She's not only in a few good films. But she was tweeting something about, oh, the election is rigged. And we need to recount and... We need to, you know, uh, elect a true president or whatever the hell she said. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Gina, ma'am, sweetie. I'm sorry, that's a disrespectful thing to say. Gina, Miss Carano, you know, you are by far one of my most top four MMA pioneers. You are basically part of my Mount Rushmore of MMA. And this is not a good look. The election is over. Give it up. It is what it is. Okay? I get it. You're a Trump supporter. I understand. But give it a rest. Okay? Give it a rest. And for the people that want her to get fired from The Mandalorian because of her political beliefs, this is no different from what we spoke about with Chris Pratt and his political beliefs. Just stop. Just stop. It's over. It's fucking over. 
So let's just accept and move on. And that's it. And that's all there is to it. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our theories debunking episode, starting with Amber Heard. And that starts right in a bit. So as of right now, at this moment, there has been either close or right on point 1.5 million signatures on a petition to remove Amber Heard from Aquaman 2 because of what she did and because of who she is, obviously, you already know, to Johnny Depp. See, word travels fast. We know this already. And in the world of social media, word gets by very, very quickly. I'm pretty sure Amber Heard at some point would have heard about this. And as a, I would say, in my opinion, a fuck you to the fans, she pretty much comes out with a quote that says, I'm super excited about the amount of fan love. Yeah, okay. I'm super excited about the amount of fan love and the amount of fan appreciation that Aquaman has acquired and that it has garnered so much excitement for Aquaman and Mira that it means we'll be coming back. I'm so excited to film that. Only the fans actually made Aquaman and Aquaman 2 happen. I'm excited to get started next year. These are Amber Heard's words. Now, keep in mind, within the same article that this quote came out of, Warner Brothers did not really make a comment on Aquaman 2 if it's even going to still be happening. I mean, it is going to happen, but nothing has been confirmed yet. Nothing has been postponed. Like, yes, the title is in the works, but... It's not in pre-production right now. Like Again, nothing has been confirmed. So, she's either lying to save face or she is basically in the movie as I theorize that she's going to get killed off very quickly. And here's the thing. Let's take this at face value for a hot second, right? Let's say Warner Brothers is not going to get rid of her and she is going to be in the film. And it's up to us, the audience, and our judgment on whether we can support the movie or watch it regardless. Now, this is something that I literally thought of maybe, I'd say, two, three days ago, something along those lines, right? 1.5 million signatures for a petition. 1.5 million. That's only a fraction, a small fraction of normal ticket sales of what it would take to actually generate and watch a movie. Or in other words, you know, how many ticket sales that you would normally buy in terms of the movie succeeding and depending on how many tickets is being sold, that's basically their successful rate, right? And normally for Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Joker, and many other films as of late have been in the 1 billions or the 1.2 billion, 1.3 billion at the global box office worldwide. So, what am I trying to get at here? It's pretty simple. 1.5 million people signed a small fraction, a very, very small fraction of the amount of people that would actually go and watch this movie if they are, you know, judging for themselves that they are not going to watch a film. Now, 
you have to understand, most people, most, I would say, if I'm looking at it from the other perspective here, most people really don't give a shit about the drama that goes on when it comes to celebrities. All they care about is paying for a ticket, go watching the film, get entertained, and then come back out. Especially with everything that's been going on right now, with movies being postponed, and, you know, we get false promises, and the fact that people are not doing what they're told in wearing a mask, and spreading it like wildfire, yada yada. It's very hard for us to look at a film, especially from the first movie that we love so much, and to be like, you know what, fuck this movie, I don't want to watch it, because this chick is in it. It's very hard to justify that, and I can understand that perspective. Because on one hand, I thought to myself, there's no way, there's no way in hell Warner Brothers would risk having this woman in their film potentially cutting their ticket sales and their global box office buys literally close to being half. And then I remembered, I'm like, well, it is 1.5 million people. It doesn't really affect everyone else around the world. Especially to those that don't really give a shit about drama with celebrities, as I just mentioned literally just now. So, if you truly think about it, and this is why I always say petitions really don't do anything. Because at the end of the day, the ones that are actually going to have the most say-so are the studios. And for all we know... They could have a contract with Amber Heard right now. They could have a contract that states that she's going to be in the second film and possibly the third if they make a third. So no matter how much we wish it, no matter how much we want it to happen, our word doesn't really mean anything. Our voice for studios that make way more money than us, let's be real here, that makes way more money than us, it really doesn't mean anything. You know, it's good that we can let our voices be heard. It's good that we are such passionate fans on the fact that if we don't want something to happen, that we should voice our opinions about it. But at the end of the day, it is the ones that are making the films that are actually going to have the final say-so. And if they say that Amber Heard is going to be in the second, possibly third film, there's really nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And that's just the bottom line. You know? So... If you don't want to watch the movie, it's completely up to you. If you don't want to support the film and you rather wait until it comes out, you know, on Blu-ray and you try to borrow it from a friend or let's face it, because it does happen. Some people would bootleg a movie and you rather get the DVD with that. I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying it does happen. It's completely up to you. So... I guess, in conclusion, what I'm trying to say is if Amber Heard does have a contract and if Warner Brothers is seeing the bigger picture here, then, again, there's nothing we can do. Until we find out otherwise, we just have to accept it and move on. Now we dive into our second theory being debunked, Black Panther 2. Now, if you remembered a few weeks ago, or... It was just pretty much recent 
where I said that the chances of them using a digital double is high for the simple reason that they want that connection with the audience to have one final goodbye. And chances are they're going to kill him off in the film, pass the mantle on to Shuri slash Letitia Wright, and we continue on with the MCU from there. Well, apparently, according to MCU producer Victoria Alonso, I'm sure I pronounced that name right, Black Panther 2 won't use a digital double for late Chadwick Boseman. She says in quote, No, there's only one Chadwick and he's no longer with us. Sadly, our king has died in real life, not only in fiction, and we're taking a little time to see how we continue the story and how to honor this chapter of what has unexpectedly happened to us. So painful and terrible to be honest. Continuing, Chadwick wasn't only a wonderful human being. Every day of the five years we spent together, but also I believe that we did as a character elevated us as a company and has left his moment on history. So, there the digital double thing completely gets derailed right off the corner. But at the same time, it does go into an indication that we're still early in thinking about this. We're still early, so chances are they may change their minds at the very last minute if for any reason they don't think of another possible solution. Now, if I was a member of the studio and I was helping to make Black Panther, what would personally I do? If they don't want to use a digital double, you have to use a body double. You you just have to. They can't say he died in Avengers Endgame when they didn't happen. So... What is another way to honor his death? And it's a very hard answer to do, especially if they're not going to use a digital double. So I would say, and this is just my perspective, I would say they're pretty much going to have someone that is built like Chadwick in the Black Panther suit. He faces off against an enemy and gets killed off. So we don't really see his face. We see the mask and we see everything. And it is going to be hard for us to fully acknowledge that. But at the same time, we have no choice. As I said earlier, we don't really have a choice here, but just to accept whatever it is that they give us. At the same time, the execution has to be on par with not only storytelling, but to actually give us one final goodbye to Black Panther. If they're not going to use a digital double... I, I hope to God they don't recast him. Because I feel like that's going to be worse than doing a digital double. You know, if you want to use an excuse where... And this is probably going to be the cheapest excuse. And I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. Where King T'Challa needs to disguise himself or for whatever reason. And he had to get surgery on his face. Or this, that he had to look like someone else. Like... I don't think they would go down that route. It'd be too lazy. It's too cheap. And it's probably... You know what? Now that I just said it, it sounds fucking ridiculous. It really does. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. I feel like maybe the digital double thing, if they used it correctly, would have been the best option. But if they are surely... Again, taking this at face value. If they're strict on not doing that... I guess a body double with not seeing his face and just in full costume would work, I guess. It's hard, it really is, because 
I don't remember I don't remember a movie actually going through this with the exception of Paul Walker from the Fast and Furious films and of course as I mentioned before Brandon Lee from the Crow movie and I'm sure there's been many other examples before but not to this extent and it sucks it really does because they're still in mourning we're still in mourning and it's going to take a while for us to truly hear in terms of okay this is the path it's going to happen we might piss a lot of people off, but we feel like this is the best way for us to move forward with the movie, with the franchise, with everything that we're going through. So, if they're not going to use a digital double, then at least make the body double more convincing. Again, I don't want them to recast him. So, we'll see. We will see. Third thing to end this night off, we have Wonder Woman 1984. Apparently the studios are having trouble deciding on whether to still release it in theaters, put it on HBO Max, or postpone it once again since it's been postponed like, I don't know, three or four or five times. I fucking lost count at this point. Now let's go through a process of elimination here. What is the best likely scenario or the worst likely scenario of what they're going to go through. Let's cross off the HBO Max thing. I don't think they're going to do that. I could be completely wrong, but I don't think they're going to do that. Let me remind you, if they do that, the sponsorships, the advertisement, the trailers, and everything else that would go on in terms of putting a movie, a blockbuster film like that, putting on the streaming service, they're going to lose a shitload of money. Not to mention... If the streaming service was an option, they would have done it by now. So, that we can easily cross out. So, that leaves us with two options. Postponing or still keeping it on December 25th, which is their supposed release date. Now, as we know, the vaccine for the coronavirus is 95% effective, right? Which means, hopefully, God willing, within the next few weeks, it can turn into 100 And I think they were saying like 20 million people, they can administer the test for 20 million people and we can start taking the vaccine. Here's the problem with that. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to be very skeptical, only been in production within less than a year of the virus actually coming out. Right? They're going to be very skeptical in taking it. If I was a member of Warner Brothers Studios or Warner Media, whatever their rebrand is, And I had to think of this from a realistic perspective where I'm like, okay, I can release this movie on December 25th. Will it get sold out within minutes? That's a tough question to even answer completely. Because I remembered going to see New Mutants. I remember going to see that movie. Only 10% of the theater was actually filled during that time. And I understand the cases were not as high as it is now, but the general opinion is people are scared. Just because you take a vaccine doesn't mean that other people next to you are going to take the vaccine as well. Because there are a lot of naysayers or there are people that just refuse to take it no matter what. And that's just the reality. So if I was a member of Warner Media and I'm thinking to myself, 
I released this movie at December 25th. It's going to take a long fucking time within one month. It's going to take a long time for people to actually get used to the idea of not only taking the vaccine, but to actually be around other people in a mass majority of a room, which is in a movie theater. You know, people are skeptical and some people are afraid and they have every right to because I've talked about this before. If you have an option where you would go to a movie theater or watch a movie at home, chances are seven to eight times out of 10 or depending on who you are or how you feel about it, there are pros and cons to both sides. And if you go to a movie theater and not knowing that other people around you have taken the vaccine, then you're not only exposing yourself, you're endangering yourself, you're endangering the people that you come back home to. Especially if you're willing to take children with you. Again, we're only one month, over a month away until the release of Wonder Woman 1984. And at this point, there's no telling when the vaccine will even be administered as of yet. The cases have increased dramatically, literally within this past week. And in my opinion, I think it's because some people are getting complacent, some people are getting ignorant, or... There could be that factor where we're not just taking this seriously anymore and we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And that's not the right mentality to have. That's not the right mentality to have. So out of the two options, I would say they would postpone the movie again. And, And not to mention, here's another factor here. Let's say they do release the film Christmas Day. And let's say... The theaters are all sold out all over the United States. Let's start with domestic first, all over the United States, right? And then a week later, all of a sudden, headline comes in. The amount of coronavirus cases have increased dramatically by three or four million people. It's in correlation to the release of Wonder Woman 1984. Do you, can you imagine the headlines in newspapers and media, CNN and Fox and all those other media outlets, they would attack this story like it was fucking hotcakes on a bicycle. I don't know what the fuck I just said, but you get my point here. And then they would have to re-shut down again and all of the money that they just made basically for that film gets wiped away. This is a huge gamble for the movie studios to even, or even theater companies. This is a huge fucking gamble For them to make. So I believe they're going to postpone the movie again after Christmas. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you have to ask yourself. If they do release it on Christmas Day. Will you go out to see it? Will you be comfortable enough? Let's say you were to take the vaccine. Will you be comfortable enough to actually go to an enclosed environment to watch a movie for two and a half hours and not knowing that other people around you may or may have not taken the vaccine as well? That's a question you're going to have to answer when the time comes, if the time comes. Because like I said, anything can happen at any moment. As for me, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it.
That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. I do apologize once again that we are one day after Monday. I will make sure that the computer does not fuck up on me next time. And, you know, it's technology. Nothing is ever perfect with technology. And that's just how it is. As always, we have our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You can drop by, you can sign, you can invite yourself for free. And if there's anything that you want to talk about, anything that you want to post, anything that you want to say in terms of anything that we spoke about from the past or something that might come up, you're more than welcome to. The only thing I ask is to please be respectful. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up there. Once again, OTC Fanatics on Facebook or hit me up directly, Mike Garcia VO or OTC Volume 2, volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that. Before we end this night off, let's go to our super villain quote of the day, and this one is from Ultron. Keep your friends rich and your enemies rich, then wait to see which is which. And my reaction to that is, if I ever win the lottery, and I choose to help people that are in my circle, I want to say who, I'm willing to guess Who out of everybody would be the first one to stab me in the back? But then again, then again, I'm wise enough to know who I can help and who I don't. And let's just say, let's just say, that number might get bigger or smaller. That's if I win the lottery. Guys, have a good night. Tune in Thursday night where we will talk more of all the happenings that goes on with comic book news movies, shows, games, whichever the case may be. And I will try, I will try to get a guest on the podcast, whether it's Miss Lucia Lobosvia. Hopefully I said that name correctly. Shout out to her. If it's my best friend, when I invited him to be a guest as well, it could be him or it could be anyone else. I don't know when exactly, but stay tuned for that. It's it's with all the travel restrictions going on now, I'm limited. I, it's it's now limited and, you know, there are certain people that don't have access to Zoom or anything like that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Until then, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.